everyone. Bob Main here with another episode of the Handgun World Podcast. This is episode 629. I got another great interview for you this week. He is on the line waiting. Brad Denton's going to interview with me pretty soon to talk about what do you carry and why. This series I've been doing has been getting a lot of good reviews, so I'm going to try to keep them coming. And I just wanted to put the word out there that this is a listener-supported show. If this interview and many of the others that I do, if they help you, please consider supporting me on Patreon uh, for as little as $3 a month. I can continue to bring this kind of content. So I like to get listeners to come on the show and talk about what they carry and why. Brad Denton, welcome to the show. Hey, how are you doing? Great to be here. Well, thank you for for coming on here. Thank you in advance for your time. Absolutely. Um, Just to give the background to some listeners, I've known Brad for several years. Uh, Brad and I, uh, for most parts of the year, about once a week, we attend a Bible study fellowship together. And Brad, you've also been, if I can, my memory right, you've been one of our students before. I have several times over. I've uh, trained with you and um, Ben. Ben probably. I was trying to get dates right, and I want to say maybe as back as early as like 2011, 2012 time frame. I think it was probably back as uh, back in 2012. Yeah, it was. It's been a while. Been to yep. a few of them. So thank you for all that support as well, Brad. Absolutely. Yep. Always, always a pleasure, and it was great always training with you guys. And I purposely uh, asked that question because I wanted people to know you've been carrying for a long time. I have, yep. It's probably as long as I kind of, I guess, didn't grow up in a household with firearms. Uh, was never parents were never anti-gun. Grandparents had my granddad had them, um, but you know, kind of when it was time for me to, you know, make the choice to get something, you know, that was probably in that two thousand eight, two thousand nine time frame. Yeah, and um, that was around the time I got my right away got my. Uh, CHL here, I guess it was CHL at the time. It was. And uh, when we had to do either a revolver or semi-auto, you had the choice. I remember and, that. Yeah, that was been a while. And, that has uh, been a while. <laughs> it, it has. And uh, so, yeah, I've probably been carrying, coming on, I guess, to, let's say 2008, so almost 15, coming on 15 years now. 15 years, yeah. All, and that's about, you know, when I started carrying seriously, it was about 07 or 08. Or 08. I got my license in 06. Yep, and I remember doing it long before there was like an online portal. It was, you know, an actual oh, yeah. tin card and all all of that fun, exciting stuff. Oh, yeah, yeah. So you've been doing this a long time, and that's good. So... Brad, what do you carry and why? So my current daily carry um, is a Staccato P, full-size Staccato P with an RMR on it. Full-size Staccato P. I thought it was a Staccato C. So the C2 is the smaller one. That's the 3.9-inch kind of commander size. So the P is a 4.4-inch barrel with a 17-round mag. An STI staccato. I still yep. call them STI. Yeah, they'll, um, they'll kind of always be STI because that's kind of what they always were. <laughs> the staccato P yep. with uh, an RMR. Yep. Is it a Trigicon RMR or something else? It, it is a Trigicon RMR. It, okay. um, and um, that's a, like this, the newer RMR2. 
Um, I've had numerous RMRs on different guns. In fact, this was a gun I got, and it had the RMR on it when I got it. Um, I have a variety of other guns, and I guess to kind of, kind of, ultimately, or how I got here was I, I started curious. So when I first got into this, I was like, I want a 1911. Right. That was and I know you can probably relate with that as yep. well. I know you've had them in the past. And that I was have. that was, a, you know, I was going to be a 45 guy and I had a 1911, a couple of them went through some timbers and whatnot. Me too. And um, in fact, so then I was like, well, I like the cartridge. And I was like, well, these don't hold a lot of hold a lot of rounds. And so I ended up kind of on an M&P 45, which I actually think I ran at one of your classes. I think you and, did. Yes. Um and they're not, it wasn't cheap to shoot. <laughs> and I was like, do I really need a 45? And I kind of came full circle to that understanding. It was like, maybe more rounds are more important than larger holes. Um, and at that point, I ended up getting a Glock 19. Yes. And as I, as I think many people end up doing, and I kind of still might view myself as a Glock guy. When I don't carry this, occasionally I'll, I still have a Glock 19 that I grab out of the safe. And it also has an RMR. Yes. Um, that I had, uh, uh, Gabe do way back in the day, like 2012 to 13 timeframe. Oh, yeah, yeah. And so kind of jumped on that bandwagon, you know, maybe early on. And, um, and at that time, the RMR was kind of the only real option as far as anything that was durable or you'd want to actually carry daily. And, um, so yeah, I cured the Glock 19 for, uh, of some flavor for probably, 10 years. Okay. And every, every day in a CompTAC, MTAC kind of hybrid leather, you know, Kydex shell with a leather backer. Those are good. The CompTAC, MTACs are good. Yep. Comfortable holster, um, variety of belts, you know, kind of subscribe to the thought that, you know, a good belt makes all the difference. And it does. It does. Um, and carried probably a, a little for so kind of a sort of unorthodox position was never really full into appendix carry um but carried a little a little cl- maybe 233 o'clock so okay. my gun was still strong side but a little forward not behind the hip and carried like that for a long time and at some point you know the whole appendix carry well, again at the time it maybe felt like a fad and I was like you know what I'm going to try this out so I I got one of those, you know, sidecar things, and I'm going to stuff a magazine and a, you know, Glock 19 in my, <laughs> in my pants. <laughs> you got one of those T-Rex arm sidecars, right? You know, well, it's it's uh, it lives in the box that currently lives in, and has for a long time lived in the eternal box of holster holster oh, darkness. Oh my goodness! But, from which it will probably never see the light of day again. Oh boy! Um, it just wasn't comfortable. And I, yep. and I kind of tried it and I chalked it up to, well, you know what? It's just not for me. And my body was shape was, you know, theoretically would work with it. It just never found it to be comfortable. I had this big plank thing sitting in front of me and it felt like it was very limiting, but you know, people went on and on about it. So I just kind of went back to carry my Glock 19 and, um, the way I always had been. And, you know, kind of staccato, I've always liked 1911s. And so a few a year ago, I guess, um, I had the opportunity to uh, to hop on one, and you know, nine millimeter, you know, still has you know high capacity, and may have not jumped into it with the wholehearted thought that I was going to make this like a daily carry. Um, yeah, but I was like, but got it right. Still have nineteen or a variety of nineteens, and just like you, I've got ones that are all modded out. You know, you spend more on them than you know what you could buy. Than what I enjoy, right? Exactly. Yeah. That's why uh, I switched to shadow systems. Yeah, yeah. and and. For understandable reason, 
And so I got this and I was like, okay, well, I know that I'm going to, if I'm going to have any chance of maybe carrying this, I'm going to try, try appendix. And I knew guys were doing it. Um, I don't, I do not carry it with a, currently with a light. So, um, I do think the light, um, for this particular gun might push it outside the box of what's workable. Mm-hmm. But, um, so I carry it in a, um, Tenacore, uh, which makes fantastic holsters, a Tenacore Velo, which is their appendix carry kind of specific holster. Um, and it Tenacore. has a, oh man, they make fan, and their belt. And I'll get to that in a minute. Okay. Their belt is, their hang on. I'm writing belt this. Is fantastic. Brad, hang on. I'm writing this down because sure. I'm going to put it, I'm going to put it in the show notes. Tenacore, yep. T-E-N. I-C-O-R, T-E-N-I-C-O-R. Okay, Tenacore uh, appendix the, the, inside the waistband. Yep, and so they're, they make a variety with, for with and without lights, and I think they're, they mold in a wedge shape uh-huh. on the back of the holster nice. that kind of cants the gun back towards you. Nice. And in addition to their, their what they either camming bar or claw or whatever you want to call it, right? So it's got both of those items. Um, and... I love that when you get it, it has a little card inside that says, basically, this is not for safe queens. It will wear your, <laughs> will wear the finish on your gun and, <laughs> and whatnot. And, uh, but it's a, man, it is a fantastic holster. And so a friend of mine picked up their, what they call their zero belt. And I guess my issue with appendix, so I put it on and I was like, well, I had, to, I was like, okay, the holster's kind of comfortable. I'm actually feeling like I can make this work. But the belt I was using at the time, it was, you know, your rigger style with a Cobra buckle, nice, stiff, Kydex reinforced belt. Um, and I was finding that I was having to offset the buckle, you know, because I'm right-handed, carry, you know, strong side right, so on the right side of my center line. Yeah. And I was having to move the buckle to my left side so that the buckle printed worse than the gun. I know. I used to do that, too. And it felt, you know, to the point where I was like, well, now I've got this belt weirdly interacting with belt loops and pants and um all all sorts of stuff so he my friend picks up this belt he tries it out and it, it so wilderness actual products actually makes the belt for tenacore okay. um and it's got this super low profile little aluminum slider buckle that's not even really a buckle it's hard to explain but it's a really low profile thing for the with the intent for using it as an appendix carry belt okay and it's not as stiff as a belt you'd probably want to carry outside the waistband. So it feels almost, I don't want to say flimsy, but uh, what I found is that it really allows the gun to move on your body. And with appendix carry, you kind of need that to make it work when you sit down. In fact, I'm sitting in a chair right now with it on at my house and I, I can sit in a car. No problem. I don't have to play games with hiking my pants up. It just, it just kind of works. Well, you know, doesn't need it. Yeah, Brad, hang on. I want to, if yeah. you don't mind, I want to interject. So yeah, I'm, absolutely. I'm on Tenacore's website right now, and I'm looking at exactly what you're talking about. I'm looking at their appendix inside the waistband. Are you using the Velo 4? That's the one I'm using. Yeah, yeah and their Zero Belt. What you just said is interesting about the belt, and, and I want to share this with people. Spencer Keepers, um, when he has interviewed on my show many times, in fact, he's also... Uh, contributed to my Patreon page. There's a lot of interviews and videos with Spencer. He says the same thing, that you want to actually have a flexible belt for appendix carry instead of a super rigid belt. Is that what you found? That is absolutely what I found because I've got a variety, you know, the course of carrying for as long as I have, I've, you know, I've got a variety of, you know, you've got leather kydex belts and you got 
nylon, Kydex, just a, a plethora of different belts and buckle styles, and none of them, every one of those trying to use one of those for appendix carry just felt like it wasn't going to work right, even with that holster that ends up working fantastically with that belt. Um, with the zero a, belt. So you with have, the zero belt. You have the Velo, V-E-L-O-4. Yep, that's the one I've got, and that's their non-light, and that sound like an ad for Tenacore, but I've got some, I've ended up with some of them for some of my Glocks now as well that have some of their light-bearing ones for like a 19X that I have, um, yeah. and they're, they make a great product. Um, I got, really like the DCC clips that they put on them. Those, uh. Um, the ones that come with it, the two clips? E- yep. They have a, they're, they're, takes them getting used to because they have a little hook that hooks up under your belt. And they do not yeah. come off unless you are very deliberate with well, that's good. taking them off. Oh, that I see the I... built-in wedge. Ah, I see that. I see that. Hey, you know what the big problem is with these holsters on their website? They're all sold out. That is a that is a big that is a problem. I think they've <laughs> they've become very popular. It seems in the last um, yeah uh, few months. And the other thing what I like about that clip is it works well with with that style of belt, because what I also found is if you have a trying something that doesn't have those clips with, let's say a, um, that thinner or kind of more flexible belt, I found that the belt can pop out from underneath a traditional plastic style or just over the belt clip because the belt does flex more. Um, it, it, having that little claw, you have to push down and actually prime out. They're made out of spring steel. Wow. Um, but again, it's one of those things where the gear ends up kind of working well together, and it all seems kind of simple. But um, each part kind of ends up being, and I know you've spoken to it as well, as being kind of a system, right? You, it is you, a system, yes. You find something that works, and I think a lot of people, the belt is one of the biggest things that I think people overlook. And the zero belt, you like that one, right? The one that, I do. that they sell I on Tentacore's website? Yep. Yep, and it and it it's kind of expensive for what it is. You get in, it feels it's kind of thin nylon belt that feels like any other belt. But the you know the the buckle works really really well, and it it's very minimalist and it doesn't print. Um, I think yeah. that was the biggest thing that I found was that it goes on really easy. It's infinitely adjustable with oh I say infinitely. It's you know within your a reasonable you know amount on your around your pant size. It, it's right. adjustable pretty well. Um, but that belt works for, you know, I've got like a 19X, it's got an X300 on it. And so I've tried that belt with Pendix Carry with one of their, um, I forget what their name is for their whole, their light bearing kind of one that has the same wedge. Yeah. Uh, and it, it works really well. Yes, you have a light that kind of sticks down a little bit further. Um, it's on a, it's effectively like a Glock 34 sized pistol. Um, so it doesn't carry quite as nice. Um, but you set the gun up high enough, and if it moves around well enough, you can actually carry su- something surprisingly large in an appendix position. Yes, um, you can. And get away with it because the grip sits along your kind of your torso as opposed to printing off the side. Yeah, and as long I as see you that. cam that grip in, um, it's surprising what you can get away with. I mean, and I'm. You're right, Brad, about the belt. You know, I've. I've talked a lot about that. The belt is so important. It has to be the proper type of belt for your holster and your method of carry, right? Absolutely. Strong side, strong side outside the waistband or even the, my previous holster, I wouldn't use this belt. Yeah. 
I would revert to one of my more stiff belts that kind of holds the gun in, especially outside the waistband. You want the gun to kind of be in the exact same spot all the time. Correct. Yes, and that's how I carry most of the time. So you're a man speaking from experience here. You're how long have you been using the the Tenacore products in the Zero Belt? About a year and a half now. Okay, long enough. Long, yeah. So it's it it definitely works for me, and it's one of those you know like not everybody's the same, and everybody's body type is different. But you know, I kind of arrived at something that. Seems to work for me, and and I've had good luck overall with holsters. I'd say I haven't, you know. So, joking about the box of holsters, my wife <laughs> had the great idea of buying one of those shoe racks that goes on the back of your door, and in one of the closets, that's what I keep holsters in. She bought you a shoe rack to hang your holsters on, right? Pretty much, and of course, then the holsters <laughs> that never got worn kind of just occupied space. So then it turned into like holsters that get used slash stuff magazines in them. This is such <laughs> a common theme from those of us who carry a lot. I got a huge box of holsters. It's truly a box. It's truly an old it is. big box, and it's got just a bunch of holsters in there. Um, now I have worn every holster I've ever purchased. Some of them not too long. But I don't have any that are unworn. That's true. I don't think I do either. And I had a, I even had a Dale Fricky holster from way back in the I day. Had one I, of those, feel, yeah. I feel like the, you know, the, even the appendix carry style holster. Like there've been innovations, like the wedge and the, um, yeah, the cam, the claw, and using those in conjunction with each other uh, has really made, I think, what people are able to carry. Um, a lot more feasible. Now, that being said, I, you know, I, I would be lying if I said it, you know, wouldn't like to have a P365. And of course, I've just kind of so gotten so used to carrying a full size gun. I'm not sure what I would do if I would I go back to it after I carry something <laughs> a, little, a lot smaller. I'm not sure. But well, um, see, I'm I, I, Brad, this is great stuff. You know, you carry a full size gun. I knew you did. Uh, we've talked about it before when we've seen each other. Right, right. And so I'm glad that you're talking about carrying a full-size gun because a lot of people think you always have to carry a small gun. Kind of like the one I'm holding in my hand right now is my new CR920. It right. is a small gun. It's a small gun. And people think you, you have to have small, but you don't really have to have small, do you? No, and I, and I think a lot of it comes down to it, there are more... It may take more trial and error and the right system slash gear setup to make something bigger work. I think the margin for error becomes less in the sense of like what will and won't work. Um, and you can get away with a little bit more on a smaller gun just because it's more forgiving with regards to its footprint and how it sits in your pants. So you're carrying this big staccato P. It's heavy, isn't it? It is heavy. Um, and I... You know, I I generally wear pants or some type of shorts where I'm always have belt loops. Um, I wouldn't try wearing it with some something like gym shorts. Um, I've contemplated picking up like an Enigma or something like that to you know, but I would probably carry a Glock in that. I probably wouldn't try to carry this in that. Um, yeah, it's again having options is also nice. I know you've spoken oh, to yeah. that many I'm times, a big right? Having options guy. Uh, yeah. Yep. Pocket carry or, you know, not NPE, non-permissive, non-permissive environment type yes. stuff. Of work. Um, and of course I will also say that appendix carry has also changed how I, you have to dress around the gun. Um, and I think that's another important aspect of, well, of all I of thought, it. I thought that if appendix carry was done properly, that you could do it with, by wearing almost anything. 
You can. It just you can't really tuck a shirt in. Well, that's you can't really, do that. Yes, that's that's correct. really the only. So um, if I can, and I'm, you know, I'm I'm probably my wife. I like to say five ten. My wife says she would probably joke and say I'm five nine, but <laughs> I'm five ten or so, about five ten. 175 to 180 pounds, um, give or take. So I'm pretty average size. I'm not tall. I'm not, um, yeah. I'm, um, and fairly flat. I'm not, you know, stomach. So I don't, um, I'm certainly not I'm in the like super fantastic shape, but I'm, uh, it, it works. And, um, I can wear a, you know, a, a t-shirt fairly, you know, not form fitting, but a fairly reasonably fitting t-shirt. Don't need to, it doesn't need to be like a, a giant sheet over me. No. I would buy the t-shirt size I would normally buy. And Okay, there you go. So cover. you're not having to buy, you know, two XLs to cover no, your gun, absolutely, right? No, absolutely okay. not. Um, okay. I tend to like a button-down shirt or something with buttons that I can leave. You know, they're yeah. a square bottom, you know, shirt, um, that something like that. But, you know, I'm wearing a t-shirt today, and we were we were out and about shopping. And, and you've been carrying your t- staccato all day? Yeah, all day. Yeah, cool. Yep. You know, it's it's basically what you're willing to get used to is what it sounds like. Absolutely. It's commitment to doing it. And it's kind of like that early days of me getting into carrying. I just told myself I was going to carry a gun everywhere I went. Yeah. And you got to make that it, commitment. You do. And once you do that and you get used to it, then you arrive at that point where you're like, I can't imagine not leaving the house with it. Me too. That's or where without, I'm at. without it, I should say. Um, yeah, I can't imagine leaving without something, whether even if it's a pocket gun, at least I got something. Yes. Absolutely. J frame, something, yeah, throw whatever. something in the pocket. Brad, and how much does your staccato P how much does that weigh? I wanna say it's like thirty something ounces. It's heavy. Ooh, I bet it's more net. Um It might be. Yeah. Uh, well before we load that's unloaded. So unloaded. Once you, yeah. put, once you put a you know, seventeen rounds and seventeen plus one in the mag what I will do, I will try to find a scale and set it on, and I will, uh, <laughs> I will let you know what uh, what that weighs. But it is it it is substantial. You pick that up compared to a fully loaded Glock 19, and it's a it's a noticeable difference in weight. Well, um, you know what, it is a noticeable, but but you you make it work. Yep, and I don't feel like it's this giant thing weighing weighing me down. Um, and again, maybe really, it's just don't, because no. that's what. It, no, I don't really notice it. Um, and again, maybe it's just that I've been carrying something for so long and I, I carried it, you know, kind of, I don't know. That doesn't really seem like it's, again, like I said, if maybe if I carried something smaller for a while, it might be a little harder to go back to something. But this works for me and I don't really find that it's in, you know, encumbering or anything like that. It just, it just kind of works. Do you have the aluminum or steel frame? It's a steel frame gun. Okay. And it shoots great. It shoots fantastic. And I think Clint Smith said what it was. It was I think it was Clint Smith. It's a big gun when you put it on, but it's a big gun if you have to take it out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's a good one. It's a big gun when it goes on and even bigger when you take it out. Um, um, well, you know, it shoots uh, really well. And, and I like and I, you know, I've trained with it a fair amount. Um, you know, I do subscribe to your, you know, your thousand round trigger job, you know, just yeah. trusting that the gun works. And I would say, you know, a lot of people would. I think there's this kind of people who've shot Glocks or shot polymer type guns for a long time that there's this thought that 1911s or 2011 platform guns can be finicky, unreliable. Um, this is probably the single most reliable 19 slash 2011 gun that I have ever had. And I've had a variety of them. Um, I would say I have one magazine that is in my 
maybe don't trust it backup range mag category. Yeah. Um, it just doesn't like to lock open. That's one out of numerous mags I have, but in thousands of rounds of this gun, I have not had one malfunction. Yeah. Um, that's a great testimony. Now, Brad, while you were talking, I just jumped on Staccato's website. It says the steel gun is 33 ounces empty. And okay. the aluminum gun is 28 ounces empty. Um, then once you put 17 plus one, uh, rounds of nine millimeter in there, yeah, you got a pretty hefty gun. And an RMR. I mean, they're small. And an RMR, yeah. And yeah. so, with the, you know, kind of, we, you and I had, had a kind of brief discussion in the past two kind of talking about RMRs and optics. Um, I don't, now I'll see myself ever wanting to carry something unless it's a small pocket gun, in, in which case that's a unique circumstance. But I don't know that I'd ever want to carry anything that doesn't have a dot on it now. Yeah. Um, I hear what I you have, say. I'm in the approaching mid 40s and, um, you know, now need, opt- you know, vision correction and a very <laughs> mild, mild reading is that reading had became a challenge as during COVID my phone had kept getting further and further away from my face so that I could read it. And, you have uh, long arm disease. I do. I do. Um, and my uh, friend, wait until so you're 61 like me. And yep. uh, then that's when the dots, the optics really um, help. And I have many listeners that are in their seventies sending me comments and, you know, saying things like, you know, they wouldn't be able to shoot very well if they didn't have their optic. Oh, it's a it's a game changer from a. Opt- so I mean, I can, you know, if if you know, I were to reach for a, a a nightstand gun which has an optic on it as well, you know, and I don't have glasses or I don't have my contacts in, I can still focus on that dot, I, or the target with the superimposed dot, yeah, and um, without trying to hard front sight focus, you know, and of course under stress, you're probably going to target focus anyway. Um, yes, you are. But uh, it, it it really does work. And I, while I like RMRs, I have really, really become to kind of want to sing the praises of of hollow suns with green dots. <laughs> That's um, what I like the best. I want to say something to all the younger listeners listening to this right now. Get used to using an optic even now when you're young, because that's the wave of the future, I think. Absolutely. I, I, I mean, we've got stuff, so many options now. I, w- I don't know of a manufacturer at this point that at least doesn't offer some sort of optics-ready platform uh, that, you know, whether it be their own, you know, own pattern, their own optic that they've worked with somebody to kind of mount yeah. to that or something in the kind of, Hollow Sun five, you know, either the five hundred seven, five hundred eight that's on an RMR footprint, or or even the five hundred nine. Yeah. Um, now we've got stuff that's even moving towards, you know, Hollow Sun's innovating. I feel like Trigicon has kind of stagnated in that regard, um, but we've got closed emitter stuff now. We've got the EPS, we've got the five hundred nine, and I'd love to try something like that on my staccato to the point where I feel like I, you know, of course it's, it's, it's only money, right? But yeah. <laughs> if, 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 uh, I would love to try a, a 509 closed emitter with a, uh, a green reticle, uh, on, oh, yeah. on the gun. I'd like to try one of those too. I have had a chance to shoot, uh, Holus and EPS carry. And okay. I'm very impressed it? with it. Yes, I did like it. Um, it's on Ben Branham's gun. He's got a okay. Sig P365 XL with the Holison EPS carry. Uh, I'm quite quite impressed. It's it's good. Yeah. 
I like it. I only have it is nice. They 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 seem to shoot really nice. Um they had a uh, the Ranger uh Mission Ridge had a HK dealer day two weekends ago oh, last yeah. weekend. Wow. And I tried their BP9 with the new SCS. That's their direct mount that they off they offer for you you can direct mount to like an MOS platform so you don't need plates for a variety of guns. Yeah. And um, with the green on it, it's pre- pretty nice. I I really, really liked it. So I have another question, Brad. Uh, I'm looking at the picture of the Staccato P. Um, you have a dot on there. You got the Trigicon. Did you change out the iron sights or are you using factory? I still have the factory iron sights. It still has, um, amazingly, after a year of carrying it pretty much daily, the actual the green fiber optic rod in there is uh, is still in there. Really? Um, wow. And I don't I don't really know. I I don't even notice it. Yeah. Um, but that brings up a funny comment about sights. I looked in my safe and I've got some stuff that just kind of sits in there and languishes. Two two six and some other things. And I look at all the kind of now semi faded night sights that I either bought, you know, <laughs> sought out like oh it needs night sights or had put on. And I'm like, I don't think I'd ever have a gun with night like actively try to buy a gun with night sights anymore. No, well if, if you're gonna have a dot, you don't need it. You don't need it. You don't need uh, night sights if you're going to have a um, an optic on it. In my opinion, probably your your opinion as well. I, I would I would I would agree with that as well. Everybody else's mileage may vary, but I would uh, <laughs> I would I would concur with that statement. In fact, let me ask you this: If you're using an optic, I think black on black backup iron sights works best. I would I would also agree. Again, anything else you have, whether it be a fiber or something else, could could theoretically draw your attention away from the dot. It could, um, yeah. Well, and, and it and just, yeah, it does. It seems like it kind of complicate things. It, it could, and um, I, I like I said, I've got that and had the fiber optic front. Could you know? And if I if it ever became an issue, I could just remove the fiber, and I don't think it would be an issue. Yeah, but, just pull the green optic yep. out of it. Uh, the but green fiber optic. It's they're they're good sights. Um, you know, I've just kind of you know shot through the dot using the sights a couple times just to you know just just to practice doing it. And um, and a couple things is, I'll say about Brad's staccato. It's made in the USA, which that's a good thing. We like that. That's made right here in Texas, if I'm not mistaken. It, it is. I think they're in Georgetown. Georgetown. They're in Georgetown, Texas. Uh, yep. You got the same factory uh, grips and everything on it. Yep, everything is pretty much stock. I, it come, it came with a mag, like an extended kind of flared magwell. I yep, took that I off that. just because that, um, that did actually kind of cause a, a bit printing or additional bulk on the gun. Um, there are some people that offer a low profile magwell, more mm-hmm. like a concealed carry style magwell. Mm-hmm. Um, of course, now they have the new, what is it, the new CS? That's their new compact, compact yeah. <laughs> um, gun that, to much to the many of the 1911 purists, you know, chagrin, it's got a uh, external extractor. Oh, no. Which, oh, oh, no. no. <laughs> That's a, boy, I tell you what, all the all the 1911 purists, now, they just had a heart attack when you said that. I, I, I know, I know, and, and I thought I was one of those people, too, but I'm kind of like, if it runs, it runs. And If, if you it like runs, it and you, who cares? And, and you like it and it shoots well. I mean, people could argue that a 9mm, you know, 19 or 2011 isn't a thing that should ever have existed, but right. I, it's cheaper to shoot. The recoil is less. My splits are faster. 
I can run, you know, transitions quicker. I mean, just everything about a nine millimeter is just for me. What's not to like? Is it's hard? It's hard not to like. What's it. not and, to like on that package? Yeah, and as and you found a system to carry it, and that's that's just awesome. That that's a great that's a great carry gun. Yep, and and I think again, I just experiment. You know, if there were takeaways, it's just you try something, commit yourself to at least trying it. I tried that way back when that sidecar thing and I gave it, I gave it my best <laughs> try. But when that thing was done, it had like foam glued to it to wedge it. And oh, it my God. All, I mean, it's just one of those. It's just I, I gave it a, I gave it a try. Um, it wasn't for me. Um, and I kind of gave up on appendix carry for a while. But I, I do think that it's. With all the caveats, and I know there's a lot of kind of naysayers to appendix carry, and um, and it is it is an adjustment, right? You, you do t- technically have sitting down, you do have a gun that is pointed at you. Yes, um, in a place where you don't want it my, to be pointed. Correct, and um, but I think with training, discipline, and carrying a you know obviously a quality modern firearm that don't go just just go off. Um, <laughs> oh, <they, laughs> that's a good one. That's they, a good one. They don't, and um, unless you know you you put your finger on the bang switch, they they don't go off. No, and, they and don't. It could even be argued that a 2011 or 1911 style platform does, in a lot of ways, while it has a light trigger, it does have a manual safety. And I had moved away from manual safeties for the longest. Yeah, you did. Um, and but again, training, and I can transition back and forth now between a you know a the manual safety gun and a Glock or something, and I don't really, I don't really notice it. Okay, uh, well that's good. Reps and draw, dry fire and and between those two. Um, well, your your Staccato 2011 shares the same characteristics as, as a standard 1911. It's got the grip safety with the memory bump on it. It's got yep. the uh, thumb safety, so it's a pretty safe gun to carry in the appendix position. I will say. Absolutely. And if you reholster in a certain way, you can actually reholster it where you kind of release that pressure on the grip safety. Yeah. Um, and of course, it's obviously going back in the holster already on safe. Um, it better be. Yeah, absolutely. And so you've got that kind of two layers there to the point where it could be argued that that's an even safer option than, say, a striker-fired pistol. Now, yeah. I will clarify that and say I don't think that the striker-fired pistol is in any way Dan- you know, scary or dangerous as an appendix carry thing, and I've done it, and and will continue to do it. Yeah. Um, but if one was concerned about that, there is that extra layer of of mechanical safety there that could prevent something. Yeah, and you know what I like? I'm looking at this, and I want to talk about Tenacore again for a minute. By the way, they do not sponsor this show or this episode. We're just talking about them because Brad uses them and believes in them. What I, one of the things I like when I am look at the picture of this holster is I really like the built-in wedge. Yep. That seems to be nice, and the reason is it's not something that's separate that you have to use Velcro or double-stick tape or whatever to stick it on there. It's built yep. in. And my friend has one for a uh, P365 Spectre yeah. Comp, yeah. and that they recently made. He's got, I think he runs a TLR7 on his gun, and same 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 reason I like it. You know, we we my inner circle, I guess, of people that I'm close to have all kind of drunk the Kool Aid, I guess. But they make a quality product, yeah, um, that that works. And again, like I said, I attached all sorts of 
high density foam and, you know, insoles and all sorts of stuff to different holsters trying to make them work. And I just don't want something Velcroed or glued to the back of the holster. It's just not something that I really, I really want. And you would, you would think, well, it's hard Kydex, maybe foam would make it softer, but I don't really notice it being an issue. And, um, I like that it's integrated and it just makes it a sim- simple holstering, donning and doffing makes it really easy. Um, yeah, is so it, that, it's a, is that wedge Kydex or is it something it is. softer? It's all molded in Kydex. So there's it's actually, if you look in. down in the holster, you kind of see the, the protrusion down in there where it's oh, been molded okay. outward towards the body. Yeah. You know what else I like about this holster? It's got clips that appear to be adjustable in case you wanted to carry this strong side. They do have, yeah, they do offer one that even has cant um, adjustable where you can cant them. Yeah. And it could be a strong side or an appendix carry holster. They yeah, have, a, see, they have yeah. a pretty nice little, now they, I guess the only drop, they only make stuff for, I think, your major stuff, your SIGs, your Glocks, I your Staccato, yeah. and some of the other, uh, you know, other obviously good guns might, you know, but maybe not as popular kind of get left off their their list of available products but yeah um for, for a lot of people you know i think a lot of people have homed in on your glock sig staccato whatever that is and the sig is obviously a huge thing um 365 is a pretty awesome uh, platform to carry and oh like it's the, fantastic you know, they, they, yeah they they offer they offer a solution for that it's so, just again, very very like hard for man. these guys yeah you're not it, a you rep know, for it, that it's, it's uh <laughs> It you know it it's it's nice to kind of find something that just works right out of the box. Well, people and say yes, the same he, thing about me. Sometimes people say, "Are you are you a salesperson for concealment solutions or for Glock or for Shadow Systems?" And I say, "No, no, I'm not a. I I am a salesperson by profession, yep. but not for any of these firearms manufacturers. I'm not. It's just you and I talk about what we use and why and how it works." Yep. And I think, you know, you know, when you're when you you only have so much to spend on gear, you know, you you do your research and you buy something and you try Mm -hmm. it. And, you know, sometimes it ends up in the box of holsters. But I think now with the Internet, there's there's so much out there. And I think that people really have started to understand what what features need, you know, are needed in a holster like that. And there's, you know, you can definitely tell that these companies are listening and, and doing R&D on their products. And I feel like you, you spend your money, you buy something and it works and you don't end up and then you sing its praises uh, because it does work and it's well engineered. And um, I don't feel the need to go try something else. Are there other good products out there? Absolutely. I'm sure, sure. I just haven't tried them. Cry so. once, pay the pay the price, cry once so you don't have to cry later. That is that is absolutely true, and it yeah. it, it even with gear, not just guns, right? It's it's even it's, with uh, gear, yeah. And I'm so glad you started off talking about how important the belt is because it just is. It's just incredibly important. Yep. So many people try the whole, you know, the I think Masada Ayub said he's like the the skin chicken hide the belt that they got at Walmart, <laughs> and um, I, those were chicken something. I'm paraphrasing hide. his words, but. Uh, he, uh, skin chicken hide. <laughs> it, 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 it's important. And if it, if it can't, you end up, I remember I had a belt like that. You over tighten it because you, you don't want yeah. the gun to move, but then it tries to squirt, almost squirt the gun out because you've over tightened your belt. You've over tightened it. Yep. And oh, that's right. But every carry style and every person is a little different. And it's just nice that we have options to, to pick from for your, 
body type, carry style, holster style, et cetera. So and I've seen people, we live in a great time. We do. And I've seen people come to classes and competition matches with, with the collapsible holsters and, and the belts that you, you can definitely tell are not concealed carry belts. And I just want to say, folks, please don't do that. We gotta love our family member, old Uncle Mike, right? Oh, Uncle yeah. Mike, yeah. For, forget <laughs> that stuff, you know. Please don't waste your money on that, and I'm gonna get some hate mail probably now. Um, so, uh, Brad, last question that yep. I want to ask you. Um, if you could not right now carry your staccato P, what would be your second choice? Very original, Glock 19. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's an original answer. Well, that's interesting that you bring that up because, you know, everyone needs at least one Glock 19, don't they? I feel like that's the gun that maybe three or four years ago I absolutely unequivocally would have said if somebody was going to buy one gun. They've never had a gun. They're going to buy one gun to do a lot, do just about everything well. Not great, well, I would say Glock 19. Okay, that might be a little different now with a SIG, but it might I be a little feel, different. Yes, with the but I still feel the Glock 19 is there. There's holster options. There's ex- accessories, and that's a whole other discussion. And you've you've covered that, right? I've but covered that. Yeah. Um, it, it's hard to go wrong. May there be slightly better options, but there are far worse options. Well, if you really were only going to gonna get one gun, you're right now. What you have done is, for all the one-gun people listening out there, all the one-gun people, I don't care if you have a Glock 19 or whatever it is, I don't care what your one-gun is, you can get holsters and belts to make carrying your firearm uh, very much doable. Absolutely. And you prove that. You prove that because you're carrying one of the heaviest and largest guns available and you know it's that thing weighs three to almost three times what a Sig P365 weighs, and, yep. and, and you're making you it work. Slide it on, and it's yeah, and it, and you can make it work with the right gear and I guess enough commitment or maybe stubborn resolve, yeah, <laughs> to, to to make it work. I think I might have over exaggerated, but it's more than two times the weight of a P365, and. uh well, good. Thank you, Brad. I appreciate this. Absolutely, and hopefully that helps somebody out there. It helped me. It helped me. I may have to check into uh, one of these Tenacore holsters. I do uh, think you definitely. I think that would. Um, they're they're pretty awesome. So. Yeah, I, I'm going to have to check into one of those. Uh, they say they're sold out, but I, I can get on their email list, so I might do that. And um, speaking of email lists. Uh, Brad, I want to make an announcement to all the listeners. If you go to my website, handgunworld.com, and if you either sign up for email updates, that means you get notified whenever there's a new episode, or if you sign up to get my free article that I've written on concealed carry, either way, your two things are going to happen. May 31st is coming up. Today's the 21st. Um, there, I'm, I'm doing a drawing, basically, a giveaway. Actually, it's sponsored by Concealment Solutions. Jason has decided to give away one Cobra outside the waistband holster and one of his EDC belts. And Brad and I have been talking so much about belts. So head on over to Handgun World and do that. Sign up for Patreon while you're there. Brad, I'm going to give you the last word. What's the last thing you want to share with the listeners? Carry always and read your Bible. 
Ah, you stole that from me. That's okay, though. Um, that's right. Carry always, shoot straight, shoot safe, and read your Bible every day. That's great. Brad Denton, thanks for coming on. And thanks again for your time. Thanks for having me. Uh, I got more than I want to ask, but time does not permit. So let's let me plant the seed for a part two, okay? Sounds good to me. I'm ready for it. All right, brother. Uh, I'm going to let you go, and also all the listeners that are tuning in. I'm going to let you go too. Please remember, support the show, spread the word, tell people about it, and uh, I'll catch you next week. Goodbye. If they back me up